Today's episode is The Upside of Being Upset. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Wake up, wake up, wake up, go find a getaway. What kind of world do you want? What a wonderful world. My old oh my, what a wonderful day. It's time to get wise. Thank you for joining me again. I'm Jeff Stein. This is the Daily Belief Game, and I call this a belief game. I call life a belief game because, as they say, what you think and feel is a match to what you experience, right? What you believe, Whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. What you think about, you bring about. And since life is a belief game uh, and a belief is just a thought you've thought a lot, you can choose differently and thereby become and experience whatever you desire because your beliefs create your reality, right? It's very simple. And what I mean by beliefs, of course, it's not a particular science or religion or philosophy, but again, what you believe about yourself, the conclusion is the stories of your life that you are writing. And to play this, you just have to feelize your way through it. That means that to realize a purpose-driven life, you must feelize your decisions made through your logic and your reason and your morals and then also your pathos, as the Greeks would say, your emotions, which are your always-on, conscious, course-navigating indicators of your personal connection to your truth. Life's about choices, which are decisions to believe something in particular. And this belief game, again, is played by feelizing those choices. I say this at the top of every episode because half of this belief game is growing the knowing that you are that powerful, that your thoughts do create your reality, and that there is no uh, limit to what you may create. So today's episode, the upside of being upset. Because one of the things that encounters as people uh, discover that they're deliberate creators and they realize that what you think and what you feel is important, you start to be aware of your emotions and you start to notice when you're feeling like garbage and you beat yourself up. The natural tendency is to go, oh, gosh, I'm mad again. Oh, I'm sad again. Oh, I'm depressed again or whatever. And then you you pile. <laughs> it's judgment on judgment violence, right? You start out by judging yourself for being uh, sad, and then you judge yourself again for not being able to stop being sad. So there is an upside to these various places you're on. You know, I have some uh, different clients and friends who, who, for instance, love using rage as a tool of relief. If you know that, it's not a bad thing because rage is relief, again, from from things like powerlessness or being stuck or being terrified or being depressed. Rage feels right, feel right, feels way better <laughs> than to sit there in feeling powerless. So it can be a tool. You can use it, but... You want to be aware of it. That's the trick. That's the big difference. That's the pivot. Because then you'll be able to rise above it, and it won't be a tool you use forever. It'll be a tool you use as a stepping stool from a lower emotional relativity to a higher emotional relativity. Because you have to know what you don't want sometimes in order to know what you do want. One of my favorite authors loves to say that. And up, being upset is a, it's a, again, it's your GPS. It's your warning alarm that you have a huge self-limiting belief that you're trying to work through. So one little catchphrase I do that I, I call them catchphrases because they, you use, I use them to catch yourself when you are in a, in a thought that you know is not so good for you and you've done it before and you're trying to prevent it from happening over and over and over again, right? Like you're a rage person and you're just like, okay, I want to not always use the tool of rage. I use it sometimes and sometimes I have to because it is a great alternative, but I want to move up. So 
Here's my catchphrase. Uh, Make peace, make an effort, or take a nap. (laughs) If you're feeling like crap, make peace with it, make an effort to improve it, or take a nap, which also means distract yourself. I jokingly say take a nap. It could be literally taking a nap. Sometimes that is the best relief because if you take a nap, you will take your attention off of it and you will relax. So starting with make peace. If you are aware of the neuroscience of uh, emotional relativity, it's really fascinating that when you simply call your emotion what it is, it done a lot of great research on this. In other words, you say, I'm mad or I'm sad or I'm depressed while you're in those states, of course. It literally moves. They've done these brain scans where it shows how it moves your brain activity from the experiential part of the brain to the observational part. And it softens it dramatically as a result of that. So meaning that if you're in rage and you're stuck in your experiential part and you're just going, and you just want to kill somebody or something, then you're lost. You're lost to it. You're just being in it and you don't even know what you're doing and you're making poor choices. <laughs> right. But if you stop and say, I'm so pissed right now, it literally moves it to the part of your brain where you're just observing it or observing it more and experiencing it a little less. It pushes it to more to that other area. And so now you can go, okay, I'm mad. And I don't want to be mad, but I'm mad. And if you can't quite get out of it, or you're sad, like, I'm just so sad. I don't know what to do. I'm so sad. I just don't have no hope. Okay. Acknowledge it and say, okay, I'm sad. And then this is a fun trick you can do. Say, you know what? Okay. I'm going to just be sad for the next 15 minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever your choice is. I'm just going to sit and I'm going to be sad for 10 minutes. Okay. I'm just going to set it. And then literally do it. Set a timer. It's a fascinating thing. It'll put it into the, into the conscious, different consciousness of your brain again. (laughs) And it's in your soul. And you go, okay, 10 minutes, click, set my timer. I'm sad. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Like, I'm telling you, minute two, minute seven, minute whatever, you're going to go, okay, I'm done. Hardly anybody ever makes it to the end of their timer of how sad they're going to be because it starts, do you become aware of it by, by making peace with it? I am sad. And it also creates forgiveness, which is a wonderful thing. You forgive yourself for being sad. <laughs> Very helpful, right? Second part, make an effort. You can do this if you can. If you can, you can't always do this, which is because, you know, uh, eventually you want to outgrow or move to a higher state of relief than sadness or rage or wherever it is you are. And, you know, for instance, in technology, this is very obvious, right? If, if we didn't believe in making an effort, we would still be using rotary phones or typewriters, right? You want to improve. You definitely will improve if you simply make an effort. So you have to choose a better thought. One great way to do that is to ask yourself questions. Ask yourself questions of where you would rather be, right? I'm so pissed at this. These people are just screwing with me. I'm so pissed with these people. Okay, what do I... What do I want to happen? What do I want to feel like? What do I, what do I, and you just ask these questions of yourself. What do I, what what can I do to not be so victimized by these people? What can I do to not feel so taken by, taken advantage of? Uh, What can I, you know, ask those questions and keep asking your questions. And it's not going to be easy because I, I have another theory I like to say called the water slide theory. 
which is once you've chosen an emotional uh, state that you're very familiar with, it's like going into a water slide. And now that you're in the water slide, you're just navigating it. You're like, ah, you can't really stop in the middle of a water slide and change ideas. You almost have to ride it through. And then you get to that splash point. You find that splash point and go, okay, now. I have to make an effort to not go back into that water slide, to not get back into that emotional disaster that I was experiencing. And if those don't work, if you can't reach the effort, it's going to take effort because your brain momentum, your soul, your, you've, you've built this idea, this belief, whatever it is that's enraging you or saddening you or depressing you, and it's well built. And so it's going to be a strong inertia, a strong gravitational pull to feel it. And so if you can, it will take a little effort to go, I must think of a better thought. I must think of a better thought. I must find something that feels better. I want to, and then ask the questions. Now, if that doesn't work, take a nap, which is distract yourself. Change the subject. Do something, go somewhere, or think of something that will make you feel better. Off the subject. Not like, I will feel better when they stop treating me like, okay, no. You'll. I will feel better if I go over here and I... Sit quietly. I listen to some music that always makes me feel better. I have some ice cream, <laughs> whatever. I go for a walk. I've told this, folks, to a lot of my clients and it's been very successful. Is sometimes you get too depressed, you get too scared, you get too mad. Just walk out your front door. Just start walking down the street. It will force you to be distracted by your world. You'll pass somebody with a dog. You'll you'll go hey, how you doing? you know you'll you'll notice the trees. You'll feel the wind. Whatever it is, it will distract you. Do those things that you love, and when you notice them and recognize those things that make you feel better, write them down. Take a mental note so that you can grab them again and distract yourself. And if you get to the point where you're feeling good again, like, oh, yeah, I just listened to this song that always makes me feel rad, and now I'm awesome, yeah! If you want, you can make an effort and go back to the subject. Because now that you're in the lens of expectation of happiness and decency and love and whatever, then you can look back at that subject that was just bothering you, and you will literally go, oh... I can handle that. That's not a big deal. That's like, seriously, I'm just not, I'm making such a big hairy deal out of nothing. Because you can do this. This is a belief game. You have, and it's nothing between you and your thoughts but you. As one of my favorite clients likes to say, there's no capricious third party. (laughs) There isn't somebody between you and your thoughts. You are controlling it. And if you control it, you can find a better one. And it's up to you, but you can do it. So give it a little effort. Try these little things. Distract yourself. Your homework is next time you get enraged, next time you get sad, next time you get depressed, suddenly say, I'm depressed. Recognize it. Make peace. Make an effort. Or take a nap. I'm Jeff Stein. You can find me at jeffs-world.com. My co-conspirators and I help people, companies, and organizations cultivate, sustain, accelerate, and become inspiration in action. Uh, We obsess over happiness and love teaching people tricks and cheats so you can live an authentic life. So please feel free to contact me and also please think responsibly. You want answers? I don't know. Embrace it. Just asking. Life is choice. The power to create happiness. You can choose to be a victim or anything else you'd like to be. You want to change the world? Don't know how to begin. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It's the right path. It's a path made of principle that leads to character. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Come on, come on, come on, come on, hey, come on, 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 all right, come on.